Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Total Wellness Radio. This is Dan Young, your host, and this is episode 159, and this is actually the intro to our introductory class. Every first and third Tuesday of the month, we conduct a 35 to 45 minute educational piece here at the clinic, and this particular audio we captured of our last clinical orientation class because many people need a refresher on the content, the things that we cover, the key principles to what we do, why we do it, how we do it, and most importantly, how it benefits you. So sit back and enjoy this episode, episode 159 of Total Wellness Radio. Does, uh, does anybody object to, I know it's a weird question, starting early? Is that okay if we start a little early? Everybody that was on the list is here, so... So might as well get started, huh? Do it. Let's do it. Donnie says get to it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you all for being here. This is uh, one of my favorite classes to give to people because it gives us an opportunity to really establish three things. And the three things that most people, I feel, miss when it comes to like natural health care is understanding the problem, the solution, and the practical plan of action, right? Everyone wants to start with the plan but they don't understand what the real solution is. And if they don't understand the solution because no one's ever really explained the problem, okay? We experience the problem when modern medicine is amazing in so many ways, except when it comes to chronic illness care, it's a miserable failure, it's proven itself, unfortunately, time and time again. Emergency medical, right? We're like one of the number ones in the world, right? In terms of saving lives, so nobody disputes that. And I certainly don't have any ax to grind, but I think it's important to understand what the real problem is, what the solution is, and what a practical plan of action looks like. And uh, So in getting started, I want to thank each of you for taking time out of your busy schedules to be here. This is cool. We all could be somewhere else, right? Doing something else. We chose to be here. Well, I had to be here. Tammy said I had to be here. But, but we all could be somewhere else doing something else. And uh, I want to make the next 30 minutes or so as valuable for you as possible. Um, and so in starting that, my first introduction or like experience with what the problem was in modern medicine happened in 1974, okay? Um, my grandfather had Parkinson's, he shook real bad in his right hand. And he was not responding to the medication, cinnamon, which is a medication still used to this day. For, it's a neurological, uh, kind of a toxic type pharmaceutical drug. Has some pretty nasty side effects in that the person can actually um, get a little disoriented being under the influence of it and they can come out of this disorientation really aggressive. Okay, in some cases. And so what happened was, as we watched my grandfather, I remember sitting as a kid, you know, having breakfast with him, you know, and he'd sit there and shake like a leaf and pass out in the soup or whatever. I mean, it's, you know. And so they played around with the medication. Hi, welcome. Hi. I started a little early, so. That's okay. Okay. Um, so I remember sitting around as a kid watching this happen, and my parents and uh, grandmother got a little frustrated with the fact that he was not responding, right? Um, so they said, you know, after a year of playing with the medications, they said, hey, we got this new and wonderful procedure. Guaranteed if you get this done, he'll stop shaking. And they said, great, well, let's have it done. So they slipped the nerves in his wrist and he quit shaking. Approved procedure in 1974, just got the nerves, right? And then his hand did this and he didn't use it at all after that, right, atrophy. So here's part of the problem, that modern medicine, although it's amazing in certain ways, doesn't seem to give a lot of forethought to the quality of life and performance 
how well am I going to perform after these so-called wonderful procedures? So that's really kind of part of the problem. Coupled with the fact that we are kind of led to believe that if you don't have a symptom, you're healthy. That's another part of the problem, right? We've all heard of, unfortunately, people, uh, especially athletes, right, dying on the basketball court suddenly, right? They were asymptomatic, didn't have any symptoms whatsoever, right? Cthud, right, they dropped dead. Jim Fix was another one. Jim Fix, how many of you have ever heard of Runner's World Magazine? Runner's World Magazine? Yeah. Jim Fix was the founder of that. He dropped dead at 44 on a little run. He was asymptomatic, no signs whatsoever. So the absence of evidence is not evidence of absence, is what that really tells us, right? And that there's a way of determining if there's stress patterns in the body long before the physical manifestation of symptoms, right? And that's the cool symptom to have, system to have. And that's really going to be part of the solution and part of the plan that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, so what happened when that happened to my grandfather is my dad got uh, pretty upset. He started looking at ways that he could take care of his family more naturally, less invasive, less toxic, right? Less side effects in terms of pharmaceuticals and side things that we have to deal with there. His attitude was, why trade a symptom for a side effect? <laughs> you know, take a drug to get rid of a symptom, now you have a side effect. So he decided he didn't want to go down that path either. And so he studied, became a master herbalist, became a naturopath, and uh, did it not to start a clinic, but to help protect his family after what he watched uh, his uh, father-in-law go through. And uh, so fast forward nine years, 1983, um, my dad finds his dad in the hospital, in the VA hospital in Oregon. And uh, he's admitted, they, they, first of all, they have him on 12 medications, okay? Wow. And he has emphysema, and he does his annual checkup. He used to say things like, oh, I get to go to the VA today. That's like giving my life twice for the same country. <laughs> we all laughed, all grand years. Unfortunately, in his case, it turned out to be true. Um, they did his blood work, his titers, his uh, markers, enzyme markers for liver uh, dysfunction, congestion, inflammation, uh, cancer spreading. Those things were on the rise, and so they said, well, we need to admit you for observation. Key word is observation, right? So they put him in a hospital bed with his liver showing up that type of stress and blood work, and then still kept him on 12 medications for the liver to try and process. And uh, nobody observed the fact that he lied in the hospital bed for nine days, didn't have a bowel movement, and died from his own liver toxicity. So that's what happened to my other grandfather. And I'll bet that each of us, lesser or greater degree, if we go around the room, if we took the time, each of us could share a similar story when it comes to how modern medicine really doesn't thrive when it comes to helping us with chronic care, right? It, it does great emergency medical, right? But when it comes to chronic, Anything you've had for 10 days or longer, it's kind of a miserable failure, right? It's not really restoring function, right? It's just trying to do things to suppress symptoms. And, uh, and we all kind of intuitively, if we don't know that intellectually, intuitively we do, right? If you've ever dealt with that at all. So, so that's when I started going back to school, uh, started studying, became a naturopath. My dad opened up the clinic in Torrington, Wyoming. I remember where Torrington is? That way. Um, he started in Torrington, Wyoming in 1998 um, in a little house, a little room about that big right there. And uh, he was 55, he was retired. He had moved to Torrington because it was halfway between where all of his grandkids lived. Right, no real special reason other than he wanted to be like four hours that way to some and five hours that way, right? And so they chose Torrington. And uh, he started 
you know, doing some consulting and working with people and showing them how they can make up herbal preparations and use uh, tinctures, right, herbal extracts, as safer, non-invasive uh, you know, remedies for all kinds of chronic concerns, whether it be hormonal or heart or kidneys or lymphatic or sleep or whatever, right? And so that's what he started doing. And uh, I joined him in 2001. Uh, how we got into Cheyenne is kind of an interesting story. I love to share it because it gives uh, Dr. Green here in town some credit. Uh, my dad met him in late 98, early 99, and as a chiropractor here in town, uh, Stuart Green over on, on Delray, his office is still there, by the way, and, and he's been there for like, I don't know, 30 years, maybe something like that. And uh, so my dad and him got to talking, and as we do, right, we ask, well, what do you do for a living, you know, and stuff like that. He says, well, I'm a master herbalist and naturopath. He says, oh, that sounds amazing. He says, I don't do any nutrition. He says, would you come up here like a couple hours a week? And I got a little desk over here. Would you like talk to some of my clients because they might be interested in nutrition, right, and safer ways of, of addressing their health concerns? And, and so he said, yeah, I'll come up on a you know, day a week, so on Wednesdays, about four hours. And what happened is him doing that for six months, every Wednesday for six months, the afternoon that he was there and the afternoon that Dr. Green was there, there was no room for anyone to park outside <laughs> because the lobby was full, right? And so the office manager took him aside and says, well, look, this is Dr. Green's office, so Sam, you gotta go. And she gave him the boot, right? And said, you gotta go find her office. And that was late 99 is when we moved in here. And then uh, a year later is when, uh, is when I joined him. Actually, November 1st of this year will be my 17th year with Country Doctor, it's kinda cool. And it wasn't planned to be this way, right? It wasn't, we did not plan to build a huge practice. We planned on just my father taking care of, you know, family and, and friends and people that wanted a less invasive way, based on our experience, right? Not based on any other motive of, of intention, right? It wasn't meant to be a big business. So, um, But that said, uh, about 10 years ago, Craig joined us. How many years ago now, Tammy, for you? Four? Three? Four? No. Three or four years, Tammy joined us as a clinician. We've got Shauna here from Los Angeles. She's doing her internship. She's going back to Los Angeles to do some work out there uh, along these lines to take what she's learned here with us. So um, and there's about seven or eight other interns up and down this I-25 corridor now that have offices in Fort Collins and Wheatland, Douglas and Sheridan. People have come through here and learned to do what we do so that they can you know, enhance their communities. Um, and Craig and I were figuring it up last year alone. Craig and I and Tammy saw over 6,000 people come through our doors last year alone, so it was pretty amazing. Um, and so that's a testimony that the solution works, right? That's all it is. I mean, the definition of credibility is results over time. <laughs> and there's really no, I mean, other definitions might exist, but in my mind, it seems like if you're getting good results for long periods of time, then that leads to credibility, and that's what we're all looking for. So. So that was kind of, you know, part of the problem was our, what happened to our own family. You know, part of the solution was to identify that modern medicine in all of its amazing things that it can do, there's a lot of things that it just really doesn't pursue for us. And that's how to restore function versus suppress symptoms. And so that's where we came up with a, a solution to try and educate people and have them have an experience with education that would make it a meaningful difference. They would stick to it long enough. The fact that you can take control of your health and don't have to Google everything, that's kind of cool. Do you know people that Google all their symptoms all the time, they call it the cyberchondriac? <laughs> yeah, I got a term for it now. So. Um, anyhow, so here's some of the key principles I want you to understand about this plan of action that we implement. You have to have a foundation to stand on in order to get the good results that you're looking for, okay? 
so you need to understand there's five keys. Number one, you need to understand that whatever the thing is, like digestion or insomnia or headaches or allergies or you know whatever whatever the thing is, right? That to get over it is a process. It's not an event. It's a process, right? You, for whatever reason, unbeknownst to you, or maybe even known to you and you just ignored it, have created the health that you enjoy today. You had a part in that, right? And you didn't understand that, okay? So you can't take the pill for the ill if you've taken 20 years to get the ill, right? A pill to erase 20 years of stress. So it's a process, okay, to get healthy. The second thing you need to understand is there's only two ways that you do become ill to begin with. And even modern medicine agrees with this. Their approach is different, but they still agree with this. And that's the absence of something that should be there or the presence of something that shouldn't. That's it. In the absence of something in an allergy case, well, you have a Claritin deficiency. <laughs> right? Can't sleep, you must have an Ambien deficiency. Right? So they only have one tool for the only match the symptom with the with the drug. Or if there's something that shouldn't be there, we'll just cut it out. Right? Don't ever consider that you could possibly restore function, right? Don't ever consider that there might be something else present causing it to, to not perform to begin with, right? Or there could be a deficiency of nutrition, right? The right nutrition. Um, let's not consider those at all. So even if you go to Mayo Clinic for whatever your thing is, like, who has a thing? Who's here with a thing? You got a th What's your thing? Um, Headaches? Stomach issues, okay. So if you go to Mayo Clinic, and they put you through their extensive workup, and all these fancy, amazing tests, and all these wonderful things, that, and it's real impressive. It is, it's impressive, right? At the end of the day, what two tools are they gonna offer you? One of two tools, or both? Prescription or surgery. That's it, that's it. So you would think, with all this amazing evaluation, couldn't you come up with something a little less, right? The, has better outcomes, maybe restore function. I don't know, maybe check the diet and lifestyle and stress. I mean, there's gotta be more to that, right? Because here's the thing, if every single person sitting in this room has heartburn, the number one thing they're gonna suggest that you take is Nexium. Every single one of you, right? It's a cookie cutter approach to chronic care, and it's a miserable failure. Um, so we need to find out what's absent or what's present and then correct it properly. There's over 900 protocols that we can tap into to address different concerns, right? Your heartburn and your heartburn might be two totally different things. It needs to be unique to you as far as the solution. Number three, if you don't have the answer to these questions, you don't have a solution. All you're practicing is symptom suppression, okay? Meaning that you might get short-term relief of the symptom, long-term you're gonna develop more symptoms that might be worse or more aggressive, okay? Um, where's the stress, what's causing it, and how to clear it? If you don't have the answer to those three questions, you do not have a solution, okay? Number four, your body has a blueprint. Your nervous system is unique and specific to you. Now, everybody's nervous system is designed and functions very similar, but how it manifests itself, how it expresses itself, how well it deals with stress, how well its healing tone is, how well it's performing all of its duties is unique and special to you. Right? So we have a way of evaluating your nervous system. It takes about 10 minutes. It's as accurate as a polygraph, and it tells us exactly where the stress is, what's causing it, and how to clear it. So that we can then figure out if there's something absent, something present, or both, so that you can then begin the process of true healing and not just...
taking a pill for the ill. And lastly, we use nutrition in two ways. Okay? When I say nutrition, I'm just talking about your diet as well. Right? I'm not just talking about popping supplements. I'm talking about your diet and your lifestyle as well, because that's part of the process of healing. There's firemen and there's carpenters. Right? That's how we, we, we talk about it. Um, how many of you have ever actually Googled your symptoms, by the way? Have you? Have you? Okay. So, and you might have looked at it from a nutritional standpoint. Like, hey, what natural remedy, right? You might Google, what's a natural remedy for such and such? Have you? Yeah. So I'm not saying everyone goes there and just says, oh, what's the diagnosis or what is the drug I should take? But I mean, there, what's a safe remedy, right? And then how many, and then sometimes people actually look that stuff up and then they'll take the remedy. Nothing. <laughs> Didn't do any good. What gets blamed for that encounter? The, the thing they took. How do you know your nervous system could even respond to that thing? How do you know that's exactly what you needed? How do you know you didn't order online some fancy supplement that actually is a carpenter and you needed a fireman? Well, you don't, but your nervous system does. How many of you ever, let's do it this way, how many of you have ever taken supplements? Raise your hands if you've ever taken supplements. Now, keep your hands up for those of you taking supplements. Did you get the exact 100% response to that supplement you hoped you got? Keep them up. You did? Very few do. What gets blamed in that relationship? The supplement, right? It was not good, right? Or, or how about this experience? You take something and get worse. What gets blamed for that? The supplement. Right? Because logically that makes sense. That's the only thing to change. But what we have to do is be able to tap into your nervous system and find out can you even respond predictably to the right therapeutic agent. And that's a fascinating thing. It's been around since about 1980. And we're going to talk more about that. But that's the principles that you need to be aware of in order to really have a foundation for this to work for you. Okay? Any questions so far? So, I'm going to describe for you the next step, which is the first visit, right? Let's say you come in and you decide, hey, I like what I'm hearing. This sounds like it's for me. I want to pursue this. Here's what you got to do. Your first visit consists of 45 minutes worth of paperwork. <laughs> Yuck, right? 45 minutes worth of paperwork. Um, we know from our clinical experience that if we don't have a good case history, we can't. I mean, that's piecing together the right plan of action for you. So there's a two-page case history that you have to fill out. It, it really captures what you've done to yourself in the name of healthcare, <laughs> or worse yet, what you've let others do to you in the name of healthcare. Then we have you fill out a system survey. System surveys have been in use for a long, long time. Um, they guide us, they point us in the direction of where is the stress, right? Doesn't tell us what's causing or how to clear it yet, but at least it tells me, or Tammy or Craig, how is your body manifesting the stress? What organs or systems of the body are taking the biggest hit, okay? So, how many of you have ever went to a clinic where they say, you know, Mac, you know mark one, two, or three, if it's like mild, moderate, severe, right? You have, how many questions are usually on those? All about it. 50? 25, 50? How about 100? That might be. Maybe? How about 150? <laughs> I don't think I've had that Not many. that many. How about 200? <laughs> Probably not. 
Ours has 225 questions. Shauna showed me one this week that has 350 or 370 different questions, but 70 or 80 of them are covered in the case history on ours. So it's just a different way. The point is, is that these symptom surveys have been around for a long, long time. The one I particularly use has been designed by a clinical nutritionist and a medical doctor about 60 years ago when medical doctors still understood how to interpret a symptom rather than suppress it, okay? And so you fill that out for us. Then we do what's called a heart rate variability test, HRV for short. A heart rate variability test, um, a guy by the name of Dr. Alexander Rifton, 1980, from Russia developed a way that you could non-invasively record the rhythm of the heart. And then through that rhythm, determine, yes? What is the last word? I'm partially deaf. I'm sorry? What's the last <laughs> word? HRV? Yeah, heart rate variability. Variability, okay. Yeah. It's a way to record, no, it's fine. It's a way to, in a non-invasive way, we record the rhythm of the heart. And from that rhythm, with his software, we could determine if your body will even respond predictably to the right therapeutic agent. Or will it respond in an abnormal fashion too, right? It's pretty fascinating, Anna's had it done, it's been a while. But it's pretty cool what it reveals. It takes about four minutes. It's, here's the stress test. You have to be able to go from lying down to standing up. If you can do that, you can do the test. We're not going to put you on a treadmill and try and get you to have a coronary or something. Like and then we use nutritional kinesiology as an assessment tool. Um, that's how we tap into the body's blueprint. Um, how many of you have ever heard of the term uh, muscle testing as a layman's term? Muscle testing, right? Kinesiology. They teach kinesiology at University of Wyoming. Um, they teach a form of sports kinesiology. Uh, chiropractic is really well known for using kinesiology. It's the study of muscles and motion under stress. It's been around for a long, long time. There's lots of variations of it, right? Clinical kinesiology applied, nutritional response testing is one influence that we've had in this office for a long time. Um, because I learned from my father, John Brimhall, um, uh, the folks down in Florida, which was uh, Freddie uh, Eulen, thank you. Um, you know, there's a, this kind of a blend of things because we use a lot from different sources to kind of come up with what we are most comfortable with in terms of getting results. And so we just call it nutritional kinesiology. Because our goal with using that to assess the body's blueprint is to find out, well, what's missing? Or what shouldn't, you know, what's here that shouldn't be? What's missing that should? Right? That whole process on those five keys. So let's say we do this and we find that it's not lister, it's liver. <laughs> let's say liver shows up. Craig tells everybody they're nothing but a great big liver with legs. That's <laughs> what Craig likes to tell everybody. Anyways. We know clinically there's five different stressors, primaries, there's a couple of secondaries that I'll mention tonight, but there's five primary stressors that you can have that will stand in the way of that liver performing optimally. And guess what two of them aren't? Sure. Scalpels or drugs. <laughs> Number one is food sensitivities. You can have a food sensitivity that may be known or unknown to you. You may have had allergy testing in the past, that may or may not have precluded it because the antibodies weren't produced in the typical modern allergy test. But with nutritional kinesiology, you can pick up on sensitivities, which means you won't actually be producing antibodies to like grains, dairy, sugar, right, eggs, things of that nature, milk, okay? But with this test, we can find it and show you how to clear it. Get that stress off the body so that the liver can perform better. Number two is immune system challenges. We know from our experience that pathology is not the bad guy. 
Pathology is no different than any other living organism. It's opportunistic. It's just looking for an unhealthy host. It's looking for somebody who has a suppressed immune system, right? And then it moves in and wreaks havoc. So parasites and viruses and bacteria and funguses, things of that nature, they're not the bad guys. A fault the immune system is. So you correct the immune system and the pathology goes away. Okay? Three and four are pretty much symbiotic. They go hand in hand. Chemical and metal toxicities, air, water, and food pollutants are an all-time high, right? We've uh, figured out a way to, unfortunately, since the industrial age, obliterate our environment, and we continue to do a really good job of it, so we pay the price for that, right? According to the EPA, you're looking at the third leading cause of illness right there. Third leading cause is overwhelmed systems, lymphatic systems, can't detoxify properly, the bowel system, microbiome in the gut, right? The filth that we carry inside of us is absolutely horrendous, um, and this contributes to it. Number five is scars, scar tissue. Topical scars on the body, uh, piercings, um, tattoos, surgeries, open heart surgeries, hysterectomy, C-section, scars, gallbladder, um, appendix, episiotomy from childbearing. Um, a lot of different scars can really be problematic from the nervous system standpoint. Um, what's that? Gallbladder removal. Yeah, gallbladder, appendix, all those. Um, so we know from, like, we had one gal who she's a yoga instructor. This was probably six or eight years ago. I think, I don't know if it was, yeah, I think, I don't know if you ever met her or not. She was a yoga instructor. Here's what she came here. She had chronic fatigue, insomnia, and headache. Those were her three chief complaints, okay? And she'd had them for a while. Now, she's 36 years old. She never had an operation, never had a baby, so no childbearing scars. Um, impeccable diet, impeccable diet. Uh, no tattoos, no, I mean, none of the stuff going on. And, but yet, when we did the exam, we found scars. And I said, where's the scar at? She goes, I don't have one. And I said, well, you have a belly button, don't you? Which, by the way, if you don't have a belly button, I can't help you. <laughs> it's kind of a requirement, right, to, to, to respond. Um, so I said, let's check the belly button. Right below the belly button, about that far, there's this little itty bitty purplish kind of pinkish dot. I said, well, what's that? She goes, oh, I forgot, which is how I find out most of my most important information. I got to drag it out of people. But she says, I forgot. Four years ago, me and three girlfriends, we were in old Mexico, and to commemorate the event, our adventure, we had piercings done, and I, she said, but I took it out a couple of years ago because it would hook on clothes, it would weep, I didn't, you know, it just didn't feel right. And I said, well, let's check that, and we checked it with uh, NK, and it just crashed. She got a $6 bottle of wheat germ oil, which is nature's vitamin E, broad spectrum, complete vitamin E, massaged in the scar for about six, eight weeks, and less than that time. Uh, no more chronic fatigue, insomnia, headaches, gone 100%. Never came back, and she wrote us a beautiful letter. It's pretty cool for six bucks, right? So, these can be super detrimental, and when we find them, you gotta take care of them. It's as important as anything else. It has to be handled properly, or you won't get the results you're looking for. A couple other things we check on, too, is allergies. We see if there's some other allergy sensitivities showing up, some electric stress, fluorescent lights, and power lines, and things of that nature, kind of have a can have a negative effect on the body. So we actually incorporate a couple of more with the five that we check um, to see if there's uh, some activity there or some stress. Um, and that's the first visit. That's what you do. You don't go home with, 
You don't go home with a bunch of stuff to take, okay? But hopefully, all of your questions answered, and for the first time, a legitimate solution that is specific to you. Now, the second visit we have you come back for is called POC, Program of Care. And it's about a four and a half page uh, document. It describes how we monitor your case so that you can maximize your results. Um, the first four to six weeks we call the fine-tuning phase. It's really kind of the trial period, right? I mean, we've met here tonight, and we'll be hanging around, and you can ask questions and see if this makes sense, and do you want to get your complimentary visits or not, right? And then we get you in, we do the visits, and that goes good. And then we come back, and you decide you want, yeah, I definitely want to do this. I'm excited. Let's try it and see how it goes. And then we call the trial period. Until you actually start the program, we know what we really got, right? So we see you once a week for the first four to six weeks, and they're a full 15-minute visit. You would be amazed at what we can get done in a 15-minute visit. Because that neurological exam, that body's blueprint, right, checking on all that, is done a complete assessment every visit. Because as you start shifting your diet and doing things your body wishes you would and stop doing things it wishes you wouldn't, right, and you start removing those stress patterns, other layers can show up. Because there's a multi-layer nervous system at work here, okay? So this gives us a chance to figure out what that, those other layers could be. Plus, we're looking at about a 50% improvement in stress reduction the first four to six weeks. That's what I look for. That's my personal goal, right? So whatever the thing is, right? Stomach aches. If 10 is excruciating and one is very mild and you're a seven all the time, by the time that first four to six weeks is over with, I want to say I'm not as three, maybe two sometimes, but I'm a three. Soon I know it's better, right? I know the stress is going down, right? Because I'm feeling better. Doesn't mean you're healthy. It means you're taking the body out of stress, it doesn't have to give you a symptom anymore, okay? You can move on. Healing and observation, we see it once every couple of weeks. And when we get three visits in a row where you're like spot on, then we start looking for ways, reasons to graduate you even more. Four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, right? Maintenance, we wanna see a maximum maintenance is once a quarter, about once every 12 weeks. 15 minute visit to make sure that you're maintaining your gains. It makes no sense to go from here to here and not do what you can to maintain it for as long as possible. So that's why we offer maintenance plans. And by this time, we want to see about a... Right here, we're at about 75% improvement. Right here is 90% or more. We want to see a 90% or more improvement to get into maintenance. Some people get there quickly, sometimes slowly. My experience is that if you work and do your part, you will manifest the results you're looking for. So compliance is a big issue, right? Some people get baked out thinking, well, I'm taking my supplements so I can eat at McDonald's all I want. <laughs> you believe that? It's happened here. You know how we catch them? You do food logs every week. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, beverages, and snacks. Right, Hannah? You turn them in. We help you evaluate what's missing. We help you bring back in things that we don't use them to say, stop doing this. We use your food logs to say, here's what's missing. Add this next week, add these items in. And let's see, and you gradiently rebuild your, your patterns, your, your eating patterns, okay? But you have to address diet. If you're not willing to address diet, we can't help you. And just see it all the time. You can't outwork your mouth. <laughs> you can't, right? You just can't. 
Some people, it takes three to six months, maybe nine months, of close monitoring to get new dietary habits in place. So be it. If it takes nine months, it takes nine months. Some people get there in nine weeks, right? But to the degree that you can focus on it, be compliant, is the results you're going to get. And uh, in that program of care, it also talks about services and it talks about the nutritional therapy. So services in our office, for the visits, $40. If you're 35 or older, it's 35 or a teen, um, under the age of 18. Um, 55 and 35. What did I say? 35. Oh, thank you. Cora's studying to be a clinician, too. She's going to start correcting me. <laughs> she knows as I get older, I'm getting evil. 35 from 55 and older, military, if you're in the healing arts, take a massage course, right? do essential oils, whatever, we'll get you another discount. And that's for the children under 18. Nutritional therapy in our office ranges somewhere between $2 and $4 a day, maybe between $60 and $120 per month for the therapy. Sometimes more, sometimes less. It depends on the person. I had one lady that did wheat germ well, right? I told her story. I had another lady that came here on 17 medications. And the very first thing we did with her was send her to a medical doctor that was very sensitive to being over-medicated. And she dropped her from 17 to 9, day one. When she left her office, she left with eight less medications. Dropped her to nine, and in 10 months, uh, what happened, short story long, she lost 53 pounds, she got off oxygen, she's now down to three of her original 17 at one third of the original dose. That's how grossly over-medicated she was. We don't ask for those kind of cases, <laughs> right? Because unfortunately, some of those can be almost considered medical wreckage, where they don't bounce back like that. She, thank God, did, but she was extremely compliant. I mean, she was, she was, gangster on her diet. She was gangster on her supplements, diet, lifestyle. I mean, she really, she, she hit it hard. It took her six weeks just to get off oxygen. But in six weeks, she was off the oxygen. Yeah. Pretty she cool. was serious, huh? Yeah, she was. Well, she got dedicated to saving her own life really quick. <laughs> so, that's what's in the program of care. <clears throat> Any questions so far? All right, so last thing we're going to do is I'm going to take you through your handouts. Take you through your handouts. Each of you, with certainty, knows somebody that needs to hear what you heard. You do. Whether they take action on it, whether they take advantage of it, neither one of us know. That's why we provide you with these cards. Don't try to explain what we do to somebody else because it'll just... Well, he does this, you know, five principles with body's blueprints, and then we figure out how to wipe scars with bleach on. <laughs> Don't even try, okay? This is for you to give to somebody if they need to hear this message. Great. If they take advantage of it, that's great. If they don't, that's fine, too. This little pamphlet explains in a little more detail how we evaluate your current condition, educate you as to the process, Determine a course of action and educate you as to how to make that process work. So that's a little more education there. 
the five uh, key principles that I outlined on the board. For those of you who like to take notes, I know Hannah took a few notes, some of you may have. It, there's the written format of it now, so you don't have to worry about notes. I didn't want to give that to you in advance. <laughs> Look at all the notes you took. Wow. Yeah. Don't call me out. No, I'm not calling you out. I think it's great. <laughs> but now you have a written version too. Okay. Yeah. I know, right? I know. No, that's cool. I'm glad. Make sure to take those with you because what happens sometimes is once I give those out, people forget to take their own notes. So tear those up and take them with you. It's always nice when nice people say nice things about you. So there's a little sampling of some of that. And the last page in here is this little form right here. If you wish to, you don't have to, but if you wish to, by filling this out and turning it in tonight, the first two visits that I described on the board are complimentary. I do that for several reasons, but here's the most important. There's a couple of things at stake, your health and my reputation. We're not going to jeopardize either, right? I want to make certain that you're a good match for me and I'm a good match for you, that we see this and we understand what our responsibilities are, right? And that you're going to do it long enough to get the desired results, okay? Because this is not quick fix. I want to share some with you. It takes three to six months to get stable. It takes one to three years to get well. You need to know that going in. It takes three to six months to get stable and one to three years to get well. But you're erasing 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years of stress. So you've got to give the body time. You've got to work hard be patient. Okay? So if you wish to, you can turn those in and uh, we'll get you lined up for your first two visits. How does that sound to you? Amazing. Good? Good? You like it, Donnie? Yeah, yeah. All right, good. So, you can fill those out. We're around for questions, Craig and Tammy and I. And uh, thank you again for being here. Thank you for taking time out of your lives. 31 minutes. I'm getting better. Usually it's 33. <laughs>